Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Welcome back, lifers. I know I missed a week, and I would normally have put one out on Tuesday, but there were plenty of things going on. Unfortunately, uh, my old man, Jim Sr., is in the hospital. He had uh, he had some issues. In fact, we were going to have his birthday on Sunday night, and he wasn't doing so well, so I took him to the hospital, and I was at the hospital all Sunday night, and I just wasn't able to put a show together. On top of that... Uh, I had an opportunity to talk to a guest who I said would be coming on the show. I've probably mentioned he'd be coming on the show a half a dozen times. And he said, well, hey, I can do it on Friday. I said, well, but I'm going to wait. We're going to do this. So this week we are joined by um, a longtime friend of mine. Has it been a couple decades? Uh, yeah. Uh, high school, I believe. High school? High school. Yeah, decades. high school. Yeah, very much. Yes. I feel old by you saying decades, by the way. Do we want to go with uh, Junior? Is that what we want to go with? Yeah, let's go with Junior. Yeah, let's, go with junior. Be, yeah let's go with Junior. I want you to be very open, so I don't want to give too many of your details. So you, you, you could we'll yeah, just well, go with I that. Mean, well, Junior, I mean, that's, yeah, we'll that's, that's what they call me. Yeah, junior, let's go yes. with Junior. Let's go with Junior, yes. So, Junior had a run-in with the law. Yes. Well, mm. not just one time, but several times with the law, by the way. Now, before we make you a bad guy, you're not a bad guy. No, I'm not a bad guy. I just, you know, I just, you know. Where are you from? I make bad decisions. I grew up in Los Angeles, West LA, everybody. Grew up in, um, I'm a project baby. Um, Grew up in the projects. It's one of the biggest projects. You can probably Google it or YouTube it. Um, They're called the Maravista Gardens. Um, At that time, it was divided between Hispanics and Blacks. It was um, divided how? <laughs> like they only put blacks in one area and Hispanics yes, in the other. In the or other you divided area. yourselves. We divided ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. Uh, <laughs> it ain't like the the people who decide in the government. Okay, we're gonna have black guys on this side and black guy, um, and Mexicans on this. I was just side. checking. Just yeah, checking. no, no, it's a good question though. Um, so yeah, you got Mexicans on one side and then you got blacks on the other, which is and then it becomes like two gangs. So it becomes. Um, this side is the Culver, back then it was called the Culver City Boys. Um, we've been around since about the fifties. Yeah, about the fifties when we first started. The projects have been there a long time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there is projects that were there since the thirties. 
Um, special housing is y'all don't know welfare people. I guess you could kind of say that the ghetto, <laughs> um, whatever you want to call it. But we're being honest here, right? I mean, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, totally trust honest. me. I, I, the way I'm saying it, people just bear with me and just I'm. I'm. It's. It's just. You're reacclimating. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's just, just reality. Yeah. It's reality. So anyway. So yeah. It was one side was a gang called the Culver City Boys, and the other side was a black gang, of course. Um, were called the Venice Shoreline Crips, which were blue. And uh, our side was, uh, we adapted the red color, which was, our hat was the Cincinnati Reds hat and a red bandana. Is I don't know. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Um, we were doing pretty good until about the 90s. And then in the 90s, we decided to go to war. Um, you got to understand, um, California's weird. Okay. It's very racial. Back then, it was... In the 80s, it was cool. It wasn't so racial. In the 90s, it got real racial. Um, I can't really go into too much detail, but in 92 to 93, uh, certain people decided to start running the gangs in L.A. and decided to... Uh, what's the word I want to use? You know, control. Let's just say that. And so they decided to say, all Mexican gangs got to get along now. And but you can go ahead and kill every other black gang, Asian gang. Um, just doesn't matter. They're just basically what they're doing is green lighting everybody else. But all the Mexican gangs had to unite, even though you have years and years of war and killings and beatings and stabbings and just a bunch of shit against each other that it just decided to be. Like a peace treaty. They call it they called it a peace treaty. I mean, I know you people are probably thinking fucking weirdo, but it's a peace treaty. Um, so once that happened, it was like the racial thing went from like four to like ten, from one to ten. Okay. It went bad. So you know, I grew up there. I didn't live there my whole life. I grew up there as a kid. Um, after that, pretty much moved around a lot. Um, dad was a Drug dealer. Sorry, Dad. Putting you out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my real father was um, always selling marijuana. I can remember as a kid, uh, when I was first born, I actually grew up in a place called um, Van Nuys. This is in the valley. Um, out, of, out of Los Angeles. It's still Los Angeles, but it's the valley. Um, I grew up on Calvert Street, which is, um, that area was also gang-related, Hispanic and whites. Um, there was a gang called BVN, which is Barrio Van Nuys, and um, a lot of my family members are from there. My uncle, that rest in peace, he just died, was from there. Naturally? Naturally. Okay. N yeah, naturally. Just yes, checking. Yes, naturally. Um, he was a smoker, drinker, you know, that kind of shit. Um, well, my dad grew up there, you know, at that time... I was the only kid in the family that had a house because, and the reason was because my dad sold a lot of pot. So, you know, we had a nice house. It was a really nice house, big house. Grandpa lived there, grandma lived there, everybody moved there. Every time one of mine got beat up by one of her boyfriends or some crazy happened because shit's always happening. Um, excuse me, they would come and stay with us. So I remember being five years old and... Um, Local task force, I guess you want to call them. I don't know what they were called back then. This is the 80s, so. 
Like a gang task force or no, law enforcement? Law or? enforcement. Okay. Like, you know, like a drug task force. They had them. This is the early 80s. I'm five years old, by the way. So house has been shot up. I couldn't tell you how many times. I always hear my grandma and my mom tell this story about me when I was, when we were living there, how a bullet almost hit me in the head when I was watching fucking, I don't know, Transformers. No, I wouldn't say Transformers. Maybe no. Voltron or something. The Smurfs. I can't remember what the hell it was. Cartoons or something. And the bullet missed me by that much from the... Anyway, so, yeah. Um, I have a couple of questions. Yes. I'm actually, <laughs> I kind of have a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, you went... When I, said, when, I, when I was asking you about yourself, you went kind of... Zero to a hundred. You went. Yeah. Uh, you went from uh, was born from, in L.A. to yeah. right away in a gang. Is that kind of the jump we make? I mean, at what point do you take a small kid and say you are now in a gang? You don't. You pretty much get. It's it's. Oh man, it's like everybody's. My uncles, my aunts, my cousins. I mean, they're all just so involved in it that it's just where you live. Like that's your neighborhood. Because what's weird about it, it's not that you. Well, some do. Like me personally, it's not something I wanted to do. But every time I went to school, I was getting chased by the by the other neighborhood, by the guys from from the the next town. Sure. You know? Yeah. And oh, these guys are from over here. You know, fuck them. You know. And so, so if you lived on a certain street, even if you weren't, say. Uh, in the gang, you're in what would be maybe considered their their area or wherever their right. stomping grounds are. So you're mm. just as good as being in a gang. Just yeah, pretty much. What if you're Jim? Like <sighs> I just I just going to catch a flick, man. I don't have time for this. Well, Jim, you're going to be doing a lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, it's all right. Just, I, you know what? And I know people are probably going to say like, "What the." F, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Good. But it's reality, people. That's reality. You know, like, you know, I get a lot of slack because you get all these school shootings now. Like, oh, this fucking guy went in with a... People, that shit has been happening since I was a kid. And I am about to be 44 years old. And that shit has been happening since the 80s, 70s, people. It's just... It's starting happen- to hit the middle, the Midwest, and we're like, whoa! You finally <laughs> hit the white schools where all the upper middle class guys are, so it's a big deal now. And, you know, back then, you didn't really have assault rifles. You know, you guys came in with a shotgun, a little, I don't know if anybody... Jesus, man. I might be old and a zip gun. I don't know if people know what a zip gun is, but it's a homemade gun. It's just one bullet. Um, you can make them out of... Well, let's not get into all that. <laughs> I'm a felon. I'm not supposed to be talking about that, but... Um, you can make them out of. Um, ah, I'm still at the halfway house, so people just, <laughs> you know, you kind of, kind of bear with me a little bit. Um, but it's been going on a long time. It's been going on a long time. I mean, I can remember being in junior high. I mean, I guess I could share this because he's in prison. Um, I was going to um, Irving Junior High School in West LA. I was ah, shit eighth grade, maybe eighth grade. It was the year Colors came out. So I don't know what fucking grade I was in, but anyways, seven. Yeah, so um, it's the year colors came out because <laughs> the LAPD, which is the, probably the biggest gang in Los Angeles, anyways, and we'll talk. That's another story for another day. Um, came to every school and decided to tell you, hey, 
It's a bad movie. Don't watch it. Well, doing that really just makes you want to really go watch the movie. They were they would come to school and tell you not to watch colors. Yes, true story. True really? story, ladies and gentlemen. True story. The LAPD picked two people, a, a, a woman and a man, to come. And they came in homeroom and said, hey, everybody, I am officer, blah, 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 blah. We are from the crash unit. Uh, back then, you had that uh, mad and uh, say no to drugs campaign, you know, uh, Reagan's. Anyways, we can. That's another subject. And um, they would come and don't watch Colors. It's a bad movie. It glorifies, you know. Oh, like it's celebritized or made it appealing to join a gang. So they were like, eh, don't yeah. believe it. It's a horrible life. Yeah, but you're coming in an inner city and saying that where they see that every day. So they're looking at Colors like, huh? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it, shit happens here worse. Really, Colors ain't shit. Can you remember how old you were the first time you did something that you knew was illegal for a gang? Yeah. I was about maybe seven or eight. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Seven years old? Yeah. What, yeah. what do you do at seven years old in the gang? Run shit? No, just look out. Um, you're on the bike, on a skateboard, and if the cops are coming while they're selling drugs, you whistle. You know, or make noise or whatever. I mean, you make 20 bucks. That makes yeah. sense. Makes no, sense. but in the 80s, $20 is pretty cool, you know. And then $20 is nice now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got $20? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Uh, yes, I do. I'm only allowed to have a hundred in the halfway house, but yeah. Um, so, you know, it, so you're born into this basically. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of choice, and the way that everything was operating, not just in your town and neighborhood, but regionally, had become almost totally gang oriented. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was mostly because of my uncles, uh, my father. Um, like I said, my dad went to prison at the age five. They came and raided the house. And they found all kinds of weed in the um, garage, which we were never allowed to go in. And it was always locked. But I see now why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my dad went to prison. Um, my dad was kind of a dick. I think that's where I get it from. I'm sort of a dick asshole myself. You are. You are yeah, kind of a dick. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I am. But, you know, um, no one's perfect. Um no, no, no. Uh, that, that doesn't apply to you. Yeah. You're actually outwardly mostly uh, a dick. dick. Yes. Um, That's why we get along. Yeah. But I'm a good friend. I'm a loyal friend. People don't don't get it twisted. I'm I'm a good dude. To the eight people that you're friends with, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. That's all I need, though. Really. Everybody else, just look out. <laughs> yeah. So um, my dad, you know, he went to jail. He didn't go to jail for much because it was weed. So he went to jail. God, I want to say... I can't remember, like maybe two years. And then when I, when he got back, he was, my dad was just, my dad's a womanizer, um, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's he always cheating on my mom, putting hands on my mom. Sorry, dad. He's a good dude now, believe it or not. You know, he's just, he was a drug addict. Um, You're really painting a wonderful picture. <laughs> I mean, but it's the truth though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It is what it, it is. is. What I mean, it is. It, I was just I, letting you know. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, he shouldn't have done those things. Right. I mean, I mean right on. You know, like I say, sorry, pause, but you, you already, you know, you fucked up. So. How long did it take him to go back in? Not that long, actually. Well, is, uh, so after that, my mom left him. We ended up moving three blocks down to Irwin Street, which was not as bad as Calvert, but it's three blocks down. Is that a different gang then? No, no, no. It's the same thing. Same it's, thing. it's all Van Nuys. Van Nuys is right. Van Nuys. Van Nuys is pretty big. Okay. That's where the Menendez brothers were, uh, 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 you know, they were holding Can't we there. pick a positive person from Van Nuys? You can't. You really can't. <laughs> okay. I mean, they're all fuck-ups. Anyways, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the barrio. I mean, it is what it is, you know. Understood. It's, 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 it's the Understood. Hispanic and white people. I mean, there was white guys there that were 
same thing, you know. But, um, you know, uh, my dad after that, my mom left him. He moved to South Central, I believe. I shit, I don't even. I never listen. The last time I seen my dad was he got out of jail. He did some bunch of stupid shit, and then my mom left him. Called the cops on him, which. You know, that wasn't helpful. That wasn't helpful, but it is what it is. He was beating the shit out of her. I remember as a kid. I, I remember everything clearly. Um, and then I didn't see my dad. I didn't see my dad again until I was 15. Oh, um, I had I had heard, you know, I, I'd always... Good. I, I kept in touch with the um, his side of the family only because they were... They were my family. I mean, it's my last name. They're my family. You know, it's, it's my family. I'd like to point out just since you said that you have, just, just so people know, yeah, you're not a guy that lays hands on girls. No, not at you, all. You uh, are a loyal and good yes. family member. Yes. And you never have brought any of your activities home. You've never. always kept everything you've done away from. I mean, I didn't even know. I, yeah. I had no yeah. idea what you were doing. Yeah. I kind of knew, but not like... Not like you're describing. Not to the full extent of what it, what it was, yeah. What yeah, your yeah. dad was doing and the way he turned out, I just want to point out, yeah. not the same. But they yeah. shouldn't picture you the way you're describing your dad. No, we're totally... Yeah, totally different. Totally no, different people. You just have a similar attitude towards... A lot of things. Authority. Yeah. yeah. Right. Excuse me, taking a sip of water. Um, The thing with that was my dad... I, me and... Now we have a great relationship because my dad's... Could believe it or not, people did a whole 360. My dad, after that, I saw him when I was 15. Shit you not. He was living in Tucson. Sorry, Dad, I'm telling him where you live. Um, <laughs> so he just... By then, I was already a fucking mean son of a bitch. I was already... I've been done shootings, stabbings, muggings. I never robbed nobody. I don't like stealing. I'm not... I, I never. I never did the stealing the car shit or... You know, it's not on my record. I never, you know. <laughs> Thank you for pointing yeah, that out. Yeah, I never like robbing people. I, I was a go-getter, man. I like to, I, I know I know y'all are going to think, well, you sold, yeah, I like to sell drugs. Well, there's good money in that. Yeah, a lot of good money in it, whether you believe it or not, people. This country was built on that, but we'll go, that's another topic for another Kennedys day. were bootleggers. Yes. Um. So, any way to make a buck, I did it. If I had to be a lookout, if I had to hold shit, um, just whatever, so. Um, by the time I see my dad at 15, I was, I mean, there was nothing he can do for me. You know what I'm saying? Plus, I mean, the guy was, he was, he was still doing coke. Didn't your mom watch you progress into a thug and try to stop that at all? Yeah, she did. But as a single mother, there's not really much you can do when you're working two jobs. Okay. You know? I mean, listen, guys, I'm, I shit you Are you not. the oldest of your siblings? Yes. How many siblings do you have? There there's three of us. That you grew up with? Three of, well... By the time I was 15, my, my middle brother came because my mom remarried by then. Uh-huh. So, but, but, like I said, by then I was already just a fucking, you know, I was a bad kid. I mean, by then. Not in a bad, like, I was just street kid. You know what I mean? In a yeah, sense. You were, when I first met you, we didn't get along. You're kind of an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, we had a little rural high school, and you, yeah, you turned it, was, it into a gang environment just by your very presence. Since, so yes. I can only imagine. What was it, 14? Were you worse at 14? Yeah. I was Were way, you? Yeah, I was worse than that. Yeah. God, what a handful. I mean, the reason I came to Minnesota, people, was because I was, I had got my mom's house shot up at 17. I was really, really, 
it was a point in a time in my life where I just didn't really give a fuck if I lived or died. I mean, I was putting in work. I mean, I I was a lot of the other gangs hated me. I mean, I <laughs> if you were not from my neighborhood, I was gonna put you in a body bag. I mean, I was like, yeah, okay, it's Friday night. Okay, let's wait till two in the morning, and we're gonna fucking go kill these motherfuckers. And it's just, I mean, I know you're probably thinking, oh, he's a fucking. I mean, I don't want to put myself out there like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, that's just California lifestyle. Anybody that's listening to this or is from California and was around that type of shit knows what I'm talking about. Well, you were gangbanging in the 90s when it was... Super. It was even yeah. fashionable to do it. Yes. It was like everybody wanted to be cool, all the rappers, you know, but anyways. So by that time I went to see my father, he he was a fucking druggy junkie. You know, and I, and I and I wasn't so, but I was around them type of people because I was serving them people. Um, you know, uh, crack was real big back then, so we were selling a lot of crack. I mean, it was like, you know. I have a question. Yes. Cocaine's expensive. Yes. So you make crack by cooking cocaine. Yes. Rocking it up. Yes. Why is a rock of crack so much cheaper than the equivalent form in powder? Because you can make you you can if you know how to cook it right, <laughs> you can make it into more. Oh, I see. So if you if you because you are you you're bringing other things to the table, right? Yes, yes. And it was a cheaper way to get um, high, and it was a new high, I guess you could say. And the only way in you're freebasing coke. So the the idea there, if you, for those of you that don't know, you're heating it up. And sucking the smoke off of it to to from the tin, glass tinsel, yeah, yeah, that's what. Well, free basing would be you put a little bit of coke on the fucking foil and then hit it from the bottom and and smoke no pipe, it. but no pipe, still yeah. drawing the smoke the yeah, same yeah, way, basically. You know, yeah, so then when crack came, crack was just new drug. You doubled man. your money. Yeah, you know, you doubled your money, and it was just it just took it took California by storm man it, it wrecks just, lives though did you ever have any, any no not at all I mean really any remorse about it at all no not at all do I look like a remorse you've known me for how many years I'm not a real remorseful person when it comes to somewhere inside you there is a vein of civility and I if like, I like you if you like me okay. yeah if I like you I will feel bad for you if I don't like you sorry here's a lighter <laughs> smoke up you know I mean I don't know I Listen, people. I'm and you got t- away with that. You yeah, got away I got with away with a lot of shit. So, you know, I, I'm the type of guy that uh, I don't... Ha- Fuck, I don't even know how to put Did it. Did you get in trouble when you were in California to a point where you got a record? No. A juvenile record? I did for a shooting. As a matter of fact, I just discussed that with my probation officer on Monday. Uh, yeah, and I got like a thousand... Nothing happened to me because I had such a great lawyer. Um. I ended up getting a like a pro bono type lawyer at that time, and uh, he was great. I ended up shooting somebody in the chest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, um, and uh, we played it off to where, of course, I threatened him and said, "If you don't say it was a fucking accident, you know, I'm, it's gonna be in your head." But um, it became to where it was an accident, and. Uh, you know, that person testified. It was like, yeah, it was an accident. He didn't mean to do it. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so. How old are you then? God, I must have been, what, 13, 14, maybe? 12, 13? You're a monster. Yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking monster, dude. So. Um, You're shooting people at 13. 
Yeah, I was shooting people. I legit still played with toys at 13. Legit. Yeah, I wasn't doing that. I know. Like we're Yeah, we're, I wasn't <laughs> doing that. Sorry. I was toys. Yeah. I had to go make 100 bucks real quick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um fuck, you just you grow up fast. You know what I mean? It's 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 a poverty and I, and I'm not trying to make excuses here people. It's it, you know, looking at it now the way things are now. I could have I could have done other shit, but I just that's just the way I don't know. I guess just just how things go for me. So I don't know. I, so thirteen, you get out of this. Your mom still can't shake you out of the life. You get her house shot up by the time you're seventeen. Yes, that's why I came to Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. And did your mom just go? You got to get out of California and just put you on a plane and said you're out of here. Or how did that happen? Because you came out here. Did you come out here with family? No, just by yourself. My aunt and uncle were already living in Prior Lake. Okay, so. They had came to visit earlier that year, and I wasn't around. I never saw them, so um, I was never home. I was over at my homeboy. Rest in peace, a little friend of mine. He killed himself when I was in, in 2010. A lot of my friends killed themselves. Um, he killed himself in 2010. Um, uh, that's a whole fucking different story. Good dude, man. His name was Joey. Um, we call him Blanco. Real good dude. Um, he and uh, I was always at his house because his mom was a junkie. This kid is he's he's like a like a fucking crack baby type of kid. Mom was on drugs when he was in the wound type shit. Um so he this kid was just a menace to society from the when he came out of his mama type dude. You know what I mean? But loyal and a good guy to have around because he didn't he didn't get startled when people were shooting at us or people were pulling guns on us or Shit needed to be done. He was solid dude, you know. So um, he didn't have to worry about that type of shit. So it's it's kind of a, a quality you want in a guy when you live there. Good to know. Yeah, Good to so, know. Um, you know. What does he have to do with you coming to Minnesota again? He was a good friend of mine, and I wasn't. He was. We were just. We were just doing a lot of bad shit to a lot of bad people. You know what I mean? So people don't. Listen, what people need to understand is that. The shit I'm doing, it isn't like I'm doing it to innocent people. It ain't like I'm doing it to people that don't know have it coming. Because they're doing it too. They're doing it to us. They just, I just been fucking lucky and had, and they ain't got to me yet. You know what I mean? I, listen, I'm, I'm like a, even though I've had bad luck here and there, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a fucking lucky charm. You know that little rabbit's foot? Yeah. Because I, I should be dead by now. I mean, I, I could sit here all day and tell you the things that have happened. I mean, I, I remember... My 10th grade year at Marshall High School, man, we went to war. We went to war. Literally went to war with this gang called the Crazy Riders. And, man, I tell you, man, we would get shot every day after school. I shit you not. We would get shot at every day. My homeboy giant had this uh, 60, hey, it was a 60-something Mustang. And I'm glad he had a big engine in that thing because... <laughs> We would get shot at every day, man. I, I, I shit you not. It, it came to the point where it was like, I didn't even want to go. I stopped going to school because I just didn't want to get chased anymore. And at the time, too, I was smoking a lot of PCP, ladies and gentlemen, Sherm. I got into that. Um, I don't know why. Uh, actually, I do know why. I met some, I, I, right after I had shot that dude, um, accidentally, by the way, not acquitted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I ended up getting like they gave me like a thousand hours of community service. Now, 
mind you, you know, the people that come up with this shit, not to be sounding racist, but it's these white people that think they know what they're doing. So they want to go ahead and give me, a guy who basically doesn't give a fuck about authority, a thousand hours of community service, which, really. Did you do the, the hours? Of course not. Of course not. Okay. Of course not. I mean, I'm not really. Did you just pay somebody to go for you, or how did you get out of the community service? I went and did a couple couple of months in juvie right there in Central, right downtown. So <laughs> what's going on here is that what they're doing, this is what the, this is what, this is what the JAWS, it's called the JAWS program. I don't know why they named it that. A juvenile something. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Anyways. Um, you show up Saturday, Sunday at 6 a.m. with boots, jeans, and a white t-shirt. Mind you, we're all gang related. We're all fuck-ups. You know, we're all active gang members. So now you got all these dudes showing up at 6 a.m. Matt pissed off because you got to get up at 6 a.m. Well, before that, and be there. Mad because you got to do this stupid ass community service, and you got all these dudes from all over Los Angeles, and you're like, oh shit, all different gangs, all different gangs. So you're vulnerable. Yeah. So now you're you're, you're like, what's up, fool? So now you're 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 clicking up with other dudes like, hey, what's up? So I met. Uh, I was trying to remember what the fuck was his name. There's Enter from TRS. It was uh, Lucky from Brick City. Uh, a couple other dudes, so we're clicking up right away. Like, all right, this motherfucker from Mad Max, this dude from 18, he, he even says one thing, we smashing him. Like, all right off the rip, we're going to smash him. So we're already like, yeah, okay, grab the shovel. <laughs> you know, but you're, the, the idea, though, just speaking for us white people, yeah. is that you were, you were wrong, you were bad. And so, you know, slap on the wrist, learn your lesson, and go do your thing, right. and we won't throw you in jail. Yeah, I would have rather went to jail instead See, of doing community there, service. See, therein lies a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody wants to work for free, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, are you with me there? I mean, even though we're doing bad things. But here's the thing. You're doing bad things to other people that are doing bad things, that are bad people. You know, I'm like this. If Like you stepped in the mosh pit, you should expect you get you know, beat up. You're right. going to get a black eye, maybe lose a tooth, maybe get a bloody nose. Something's going to happen to you. That's what I'm saying. And you knowingly jump. See, most of us picture. That's why I was asking. Like, did you yeah. willingly join the gang, or you were one of those poor bastards on the outside of the mosh pit that's you know getting slammed into? I didn't at first, but after a while, yeah. Because like I said, every time I went to, I listen. I remember trying to go to. It didn't matter if I, elementary school sucked because, you know, you couldn't ride your. Excuse me, you couldn't ride your bike. You couldn't. You know, I, I like to skateboard. You know, back then I was a big uh, uh, Nautis fan. I don't know if you skaters. I don't know. Hey, uh, I was a big Nautis Caballero fan. So back then we would skate. We weren't banging. We were called, it was a, it's like a step up to gang banging. You were a tagger. It was called a tagger graffiti. Mm-hmm. You did graffiti. You skated. You did your BMX thing. You were either on your BMX or your skating. <clears throat> I was more, in, I had a bike. I had a, I had a diamond back. And then, but I, I, I really enjoy skateboarding. I was a skater. I like skater. I used to wear, I don't know if you guys remember the Jimmy Z pants with the Velcro. Anyways, Vans and shit like that. Uh, uh, Converse. I'm having trouble picturing that. I know, but it is true. Okay. Um, so I was tagging. I was skateboarding. So a lot of the guys that were already in the gangs from the opposite town were always trying to take our shit. Like, I know you got to, like, uh, I don't know if um, taggers would know this because anybody that does graffiti would know. So I had, like, a pilot marker 
or a little tester can, which is a miniature size can with a fat or thin tip. And then I would have like a, a mean streak. A mean streak is like a, it's a, it's a, it's a writing utensil. But what it is, is it smells like fucking Windex. I don't know why, but it smells like Windex and you can write on any surface. So, um, you know, so that's what the, the, those were the graffiti tools of the graffiti trade. Um, so they'd always try to take those away from us, or they always knew we carried a little bit of cash on us, or they just they were just trying to be dicks, trying to make a name for themselves. So after a while, that got a little fucking annoying. Right. So, and then a few of my homeboys, skater buddies, started joining the gang, and so then you know you I mean you've known this guy since you were five years old, three years old. <laughs> what happened to the skate club? Yeah, like hey, you Where know, are this bandana? Yeah. <laughs> So instead of a skateboard, he traded in for a, you know, a little 22, 25. Those are the little street gang, little street pistols back then. A little 38, you know, a little something. I'm a revolver guy myself. So how old are we when we're first handed a gun? Oh, shit. I don't know. Maybe eight, seven or eight. Fuck you. Just to hang on to it, not to like go do anything. Yeah, just, that's pretty young just to hang on to a loaded gun. Well, you got an older guy, you know, I mean. That makes me feel better. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to sugarcoat shit. It's just I'm just telling you. I'm a lookout. Some guys, some guys are lookouts. Hey, kid, yeah, play right here. And uh, when you see the cops coming because they're selling drugs or prostituting women or whatever, you know what I mean, or fucking somebody up because he, he can't pay and he owes money. Um, so so you're, you're a tagger then at what age? Ah, shit, I started tagging about maybe between 8 and 12, maybe. Okay. 8 and 12. So you joined the gang when you were about 7th grade. About 13-year-old, I, I joined, yeah. And it wasn't very long after you joined the gang, there was an accidental shooting. Yeah, okay. accidental, by the way, right. people. I'm going to keep saying that. And by the time you um, finish that <clears throat> and you are given your hours of community service, now we're... I was already not, a beast. We're not doing the community service. No. We've decided to go to Juvie where we're going to meet all the really colorful people. No, I already knew the colorful people. It was just like a fucking reunion, really. Just like this time I did my stint. But now know. aren't you forced, instead of doing the thousand hours of work with other gang members, to live with these other gang members in, a, in an environment where you're all pissed at each other again? Yeah, but this, but it's all about color, even in juvenile hall. So, you know, Col- all, What color? Like the color of your gang? Yeah, no, the color of your skin. So even it's racially juvenile. divided. Racially divided, yes. So now when you're in there, it's all the Mexicans against all the blacks and all the whites and every other, others, as they call them. Did you before you went into juvie? Were you already pretty segregated in your mind? We were pretty segregated by the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Because there's Hispanic neighborhoods, Asian neighborhoods, um, white neighborhoods, um, black neighborhoods. Back then, it was a um, the the dominant race, ghetto race, as you want to call it. The dominant, uh, like in the hood, like Compton, South Central. I, uh, you know, I know you guys probably think of uh, Venice, Santa Monica. Yes, there was gangs in Venice and Santa Monica. Um, you know, those areas were were dominant gangs, Hispanic or black gangs. A um, couple of Samoan gangs here and there, but we in the eighties we pretty much used to stick to ourselves. The nineties is when it just really got. Even the outside was racial. You know what I mean? It got to where like. All right. Outside of L.A. and Orange County or like no, outside? No, just L.A. Of- when I'm saying, I'm just talking about L.A. Okay. I'm just talking about it. L.A.'s big. Right. I don't know if everybody's been ever been to California, but L.A.'s huge. I mean, you got to understand, you're, I, I don't know if you can Google this because I don't. I really don't give a shit. But 
back in the 90s, man, there was so many gangs. I mean, every 10 fucking blocks, there's a gang. You know, I mean, my neighborhood is, is um, I mean, if you look up Los Angeles, you'll see it's Culver City. Our main enemy was the Venice Boys, Santa Monica, MS, 13, uh, 18th Street. Um, uh, back then, we had... So due to all of this breakup throughout all the city and it all being sort of ganged up, you adopted, I, I don't know if you could even say that, because you, you're even now fairly divided on how you are racially. Yeah, because I'm fresh out of prison, federal prison, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and that started all the way back when you were just a kid. Yeah, I've been a racial motherfucker since I was a kid. So I grew up in a Hispanic neighborhood, even though there was other people there. If you weren't part, listen, there's black guys in, in Hispanic gangs, but then the black guys hate on them because all oh, they're doing with the Hispanic guys, you know, it's us against them. It's just always been like that. I don't know why. It's been like that since before I was fucking born. And, yeah, racism you know, and segregation are new things. But we were all kind of taught here in the, you know, right. milk and cows Midwest yeah. that, uh, you know, treat your neighbor well. And, yeah, Minnesota nice, yes. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, LA ain't like that. And the way you describe it, it wasn't just, you know, you weren't special. You were... You were you were profiled and pointed out and they were just as racist towards you as you were them. And it, yeah. And that's because the way you make it sound right now, it's like, uh, there was a black gang on my, in my project and there was a Hispanic gang and you didn't cross the street. Pretty much. Yeah. We that's how I grew Yeah. Up. We didn't fuck with them. They didn't fuck with us until the nineties when we went to war with them and got them out of the projects. You can Google it. I don't know. I, I say Google, but I don't know if it's Google. I don't know if you can look it up. I'm sure you can. It was called the Valentine's Massacre. Uh, we uh, got the the shorelines out of there. Sorry, guys. I was, um, we ended up going to war with these guys um, really bad. Um, got them out of the projects. Um, so we bodied a lot of them fools. Just simple fact was like, all right, we loaded up a bunch of guns, loaded everything we had, and we just went full force at them. So only way to get them out. We tried talking to them. Hey, you got to get out. They didn't want to get out. So we just. Well, a lot of people don't have the financial wherewithal to leave the projects, dude. Well, I mean. Didn't anybody at the council have a little talk? Like, well, they're broke as shit. I don't really see them packing. Well, no, because it wasn't nothing to do with council. It was basically just, you guys got to get out. Because you get, there's money. See, at the end of the day, it really isn't about color. It's about money. The okay. color green. So they're selling drugs. We're selling drugs. They're pimping, we're pimping. So we need we need that half of that money. There's money to be made there. So either you're gonna take us out or we're gonna take you out. But you know Somebody's gonna make the whole pie. Somebody's gonna make the whole pie. We're not we're just decided not to share the pie anymore. That's and what when was your mom smart enough to watch this go down and go, You're gone. You're going to make When the house got shot up. Okay. When the house got shot up and she was like, She listen, my mom knows what I was. She knows I have a feeling she probably did, yeah. Yeah, she did. She just, she just, you know, my mom just blind-eyed everything, you know, like, yeah, hey, well, you know, it's not like I can, she tried, listen, she tried spanking me, she tried yelling at me, she tried sending me to my dad's when I was 15, which I hadn't seen my father since I was like five or seven, I can't remember. What about honestly. your stepdad? When did we get a stepdad? How old were you when you got your stepdad? I got a stepdad at the age of 10, but he, <laughs> he was like, this is hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good dude. Listen. I that man, he's my father. 
I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. My, my real dad, he's my father now, but he never did shit for me. So he's just barely starting to do shit for me. I really got back with him in 2005 in Chicago. I flew him out there. This is when I was making a lot of good money, by the way, people. Um, so I, I had a chance to fly him out there and um, paid for everything, did everything for him. So because um, he had he, he was just got off a of paper because my dad went in the feds, him and my godfather. Um, they were uh, truck drivers and they started working for the cartels and driving truck full of drugs. Uh, sorry, dad. <laughs> Don't paint a good picture for you. Um, and my uncle back then lived in Victorville. This is when Victorville before Victorville started becoming big. There was nothing there, but my uncle, my uncle was a, a, a cartel member. Um, he made a lot of good money. My, my uncle was a rich guy. I mean, this is a guy who we went to my my. Uh, you guys call it sweet sweet sixteen. We call them quinceañeras. This is when a woman, when a young lady becomes a woman, I guess, and they have a big party. You know, Mexicans like to party and drink and all that shit. So they got all kinds of shit going on. So at that time, man. Um, we're going to Mexico. So my uncle, because he's so fucking rich, he just decides like, yeah, we're going to rent uh, 15 limos. I'm going to take a couple of these semises and we're going to go to Mexico and that's where we're going to have it. And I'm going to fly everybody out there and I'm going to drive everybody out there and I'm going to spend as much money as I can to show that my daughter is that important. That's like, you know, it's like, uh, like who's got the biggest stick on the block type shit. So, And he won. He won, yeah, he won. <laughs> He didn't really win because he went, he went, excuse me, he went to jail like in the early 90s and just got out in 2006. So, wow. Yeah. So, um, he got deported because they took his citizen, he took all his shit away. So, he lives in Mexico now. So, I've been trying to help him out. He's a good, he's my godfather. Um, so, so your dad's not in the picture and your stepdad's raised. No, my dad's in the picture. Yeah. Now he's in the picture, but back back then. then, No, my dad, my dad was not, my real father wasn't in the picture. My stepdad was, but, you know, it's kind of hard. You know, I, I was, I was a, <laughs> here we go. I was a dick. You know, I was, I wasn't making it easy for him. I was a man of the house. I, he don't need to be the man of the house. Who the fuck are you? You know, blah, 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 motherfucker. You know, you don't know me. I'll body your ass real quick. I'll get rid of you quick. Get one of the older homies to fuck you up real quick. I mean, I have that type of power. You know, I got older homies. Hey, fool, this, you know, I want this fool here. Let's smash him. You know, you're okay, cool, let's go. So your own stepdad's walking around the house with his head low, like, nothing to see here, just yep. going to work. Yep, going to work. Working at Pet Boys, mechanic, you know? <laughs> Have a good day. God, that had to be, being the age you are now, that had to be tough. Yeah, real tough. On your stepdad. I, you know, you, you look at shit now and you're like, man, I mean, I've, I've apologized to the man so many times because he's a good dude. Listen. Yeah, he, you've never said a bad word about your stepdad. He is, a, he's a good daddy, dude. he is one hell of a dude, man, to put up with me. Take me and my mother on, by the way. Um, you know, um, he's a good dude, man. You know, at the end of the day, I was pulled over aside. Uh, how it ended up happening is, I, I believe we were having a family reunion. And uh, I don't know. I, I was just a fucking... I, I was just in one of my... I was just being a fucking asshole like always, you know. I was just like, fuck this. I don't want to fucking go. I want to go hang out with the homeboys. I, I don't want to fucking go to this reunion. I don't fucking fuck all of them, blah, blah, you know, F, 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 you know. And uh, he's like, hey, man, you know, do this for your mom. Your mom wants you to do it. You know, let's just make your mom happy. He was always about, till this day, he's always about making my mom happy. You know what I mean? So 
I'm like, fuck you, you know. That's nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't telling me what to do. You ain't my dad, motherfucker. Uh, you know, watch watch your mouth tone, buddy. Cause uh um, right. you know your uh, your stepson, your stepson is a is a trigger happy motherfucker these days. So watch your mouth. You know what I mean? So I got no issues putting a bullet in that motherfucker. I'll shoot his kneecap. At that time. Yeah. I don't know about now. I might still not I don't know. I could do it, yeah, but I'm not choosing not to. Um <laughs> very pick of you. Yeah. Um you know, so we go to this party and we end up getting in a fight. You and your stepdad? Yeah. Uh, I know. I two piece him. What does that mean? Pop pop. Right, left, real quick. You know, oh, you punched I, him twice with each. That's a two piece in him. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, so thank you. I end up giving a little quick two piece, you know what I'm saying? And family comes out, everybody breaks it up and shit. He's pissed. I mean, I've never seen. I, you know what? He is the most calmest, most respectful, more loyal, more you got to do the right thing kind of guy. It'll all work out. America is great. You know, he, he he's from Mexico, so he came to America with the American dream and lived lives it, you know. Never broken the law, doesn't believe in that. He's and just, you're his stepson. And I'm his stepson, <laughs> yes, yes. And the guy loves me to death, believe it or not. Um, I, can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, so, because he, you know, once you get to know, listen, people, I know you, you're hearing all this shit, no. but once you get to know me, trust me, it's a good thing. So um, we get in a fight. And um, fuck. He just, it breaks up. So then, you know, I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Whoop de woo. And at the end of the day, man, my uncle comes up to me. My uncle, rest in peace. My uncle's like, look, idiot. <laughs> you know, here's a guy who's taking on you and your mom. He loves your mom. He's, he's taking care of you. You no, you don't eat anything, because but you choose to do things you choose because you're a, you know you're you're like your dad, you're a fucking idiot. Um, so he's like, so this is what's gonna happen, because you know my uncles. When an older person in our family tells you something, you just and it's and it's the kind of person he was. He was well respected man from his neighborhood and everything in the underworld. Right. You listen, and you listen well. So he was like, look, you're gonna shut up. You're going to say yes, sir, no, sir. You're going to be respectful. You're going to mind your P's and Q's. And that's just the way it's going to be. I hear any other thing than that. You know what you got coming. Yes, uncle. Because he has the same power you have that your stepdad doesn't have. He, if, oh, he has if, way more power than I have. Right. I don't have any power. I just know what I can do. Right. But I don't have any power. He has true power. He has true power. He is an older man from a, from a, from. Cannot fuck with him. You cannot fuck with him. So He's, you had to walk the line with your stepdad. Yes. Yeah, so now I'm walking the line with my stepdad, but I'm starting to realize what kind of a man he is. You know what I'm saying? Because I started. I didn't know. I guess I never really got to know him. My dad also. I didn't know that he worked. This man. Let me tell you about this man, man. I have nothing but the utmost respect for the man. I idolize this man. This man is the man that I wish I could have been. Um, this man works, I didn't know he worked on the weekends at a body shop, George's body shop on San Fernando road. I didn't know that. So I didn't know he knew body work. I didn't know he knew how to paint cars. I didn't know. I I don't know if people know this, but the Hispanic community is very proud of their cars. So we paint our, we put color paints. I know you all like to believe that the black people invented all that shit, but no, it's us. If you go to California, ain't nobody got more motherfucking old school cars 
on Dayton's, on 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 lowriders and us. We 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 invented the lowriders, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the way it is. Them dudes don't have cars like we do. We can live in the projects and we have the best candy, $50,000 candy paint job car worth about 80, you know, but it's an old school car. And anyway, so I didn't know he did that. I did not, I, I did not know he did that. So one day he comes and he's got a 69, I didn't know he had a 69 Firebird convertible, beautiful car, brandy color, brandy wine. He did it himself, black leather convertible. I mean, this motherfucker was bad. I'm talking, man. All my homeboys were like, oh, that's your dad's car. I was like, man, that's the cleanest motherfucking car. It's a 69 convertible Firebird. The thing was cherry, man. I'm telling you this thing. I mean, you people were like, man, that's a beautiful paint job. I mean, this is before candy paint was candy paint. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm like, uh, his name's Raphael. I was like, Raphael. I didn't call him dad at the time. I do now. Pops, you know, he's, he's my dad. He's my father. Um, I was like, man, oh, you bought this? He's like, no, I built it. I was like, what, what, you know how to do this? He's like, yeah. I was like, I love this shit. He's like, well, I'll teach you. And, uh, I was like, okay. I was, I was, I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I knew he was a mechanic cause he worked for Pet Boys. So him and him and his brother, but I didn't, I guess I never paid attention. So I never realized all the stuff he was doing because I never paid attention. I was so involved in just dumb shit that I just... So for a while there, I started getting into it with him about just going with him. Like, I started working at George's Body Shop on the weekends. I stopped selling drugs and I started working with him at the body shop. He learned, you know, he's like, hey, you know, you're going to have to do a lot of grunt work. I said, cool, I don't care. It just promised me that by, by the time I'm 15 and I get my license, I can have a lowrider. He said, bet. <laughs> we'll build it. I was like, cool. So I'm fucking water sanding. I mean, I got calluses. I'm water sanding the cars, prepping them up for him to paint. We're at Joe, me and him, or Friday, Saturday at George's Body Shop. No one's there but me and him. Fucking just chefing it up. You know what I mean? We're doing beautiful things. He's fixing cars. My dad back then, um, George was took a contract on with these. Uh, there's these cars called Citron. They're from they're from uh, England. Citron, Cetron, something like that. Real expensive cars. Anyways, um. So my dad specialized in those cars. So that's what he was doing. And a lot of Jewish people were buying them cars and driving them. It was like the thing back in the 80s. This is the 80s. A little bit of 8-ish, 9-ish. So we're doing that. And I learned how to do all that shit. So by the time I was 15, man, listen, by the time I was 15, man, I had an 84 Buick Regal sitting on LA wire wheels, switches, you know. <laughs> I'm, you know, uh, that. And he would let me drive his, his Firebird. So it was it was a good thing. I, realizing that about him you know he was i didn't know he did all that stuff that dude was he's a beast man to this day he's a beast that dude's a beast he's a beast now he uh he used to then after pet boys he went and started fixing up the city buses he got a job him and my uncle javier got a job fixing the city bus he ended up going i want to say arizona or oklahoma to work on diesel big diesels and now, I mean, because all the smog in California, they do, I think, whatever. I don't know what the city buses run there now because I've been out of there so long. I think they might be electric or some kind of different. So he had to go back to school again and learn all that. But now he's he lives in San Diego and he's in charge of the whole transit for San Diego. So he don't doesn't even really work. So he's a, he's a good dude. He's a good Your dude. Your stepdad's a good dude. Dude, and, and, good and, dude. and you, you, you uh, what, at what point... Does your stepdad and your stepmom, because obviously you guys bonded a little bit, and then you float away to the gang because you're getting 
old and you're requiring more money and you're getting pressured and there's a certain there's a certain coolness in the 90s to being I mean, all the music's acclimated towards misbehaving, you know? Yeah, the 90s the were a big thing about gangs. You know, you got to, you had the death row and all that stupid shit. But um, it was attractive to do it. Yeah, but I didn't do it because of that. You know, I was just, like I said, to me, it was just... Money. Money. I, you know, I like money. I don't know why. I just always have. I've always... We all like money, yeah, dude. You're not, yeah. you're not unique there. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying it in, in a... <clears throat> It wasn't like I, w- I wanted to be bad. It wasn't like I just be like, okay, today I want to be bad. It wasn't that. It was just like, yes, it is. Is whatever. Yes, it is, dude. How is it? Because you just, you just, you just, uh, you get a certain excited when things are gonna get messy. You always have. It's my adrenaline rush. <laughs> Text message from prison, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you always have liked it when things were gonna get ugly. Yeah, because that's where I'm at my best. Well, that it was more than money. It wasn't hard to get you going. No, not at all. So I, guess, sh- I guess he's, he got to understand. I, uh, Jim knows me well. <laughs> so this whole thing happens. Yeah. And your, your parents' house gets shot up because you're involved in this little gang war. Yeah. And you all of a sudden arrive in Minnesota. Where, where in Minnesota do you land? Do you Prior land Lake. Prior Lake? Yeah, Prior Lake. And how fresh are you from like gang banging to landing in Prior Lake? Uh, just a couple of days couple of days, you end up at Prior Lake High School. Yeah. I mean, I literally got kicked out. I went to go live with my cousin. Uh, uh, we call him Momo. Um, he's from a gang called the Crazy Boys because they're fucking crazy. Um, he was dating a Jewish girl, still is, a Jewish girl from, uh, from the Valley, from Sherman Oaks. She's a Jewish girl. Uh, they owned a bunch of uh, flower shops and dry good foods and, uh, you know, what Jewish people do. Uh, <laughs> sounds racist, but yeah, anyways. Um, her father had died and uh, the mother, the girl was cool. She had a couple bunch of brothers, but they were all fucking drug addicts. So my cousin stepped in there because he's a business guy, you know, he, he and he was dating that white girl. So, um. He ended up helping them run the business, but at the same time, he was selling weed at the time. He was a big-time weed dealer. So I went to go live with him. He um, was like, look. I'm like, man, I got nowhere to go. He's like, he had a two-bedroom apartment at that time in Sherman Oaks. By the, excuse me, by the Sherman Oaks Galleria, which is, um, it's all Jewish people, Armenians. Um, it's all, it's an upper middle class. And how old are you this, at this time? I'm about 16, almost okay. just turning 17. So did you get kicked out of your house? No, I was, get- excuse me, I was, at this time, at this time when, as I'm talking right now, I'm like 16. I haven't got kicked out yet. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you like my, my cousin, my cousin Mo's a uh, thing. So he's been dating Jennifer. Her name was Jennifer. He's been dating Jennifer for the longest time. So he's, so my, my cousin's got his shit together. Not only is he doing a little bit of legal shit, but he's helping Jennifer and her family run the flower shop. He's running everything. Like, he's like, so he's like, dude, I need your help. So I need you to help. Move. So after, I'm 17 years old. Okay. And, um, I'm, man, I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing me. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the gangs and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I get the house. I get the house shot up at this time, and um, I got nowhere to go. I mean, basically, it's like, you got to go. You got to go. I mean, 
dickhead. die, you gotta go. Yeah, dickhead. You just got the house shot up, you know. Because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm active, dude. I'm, I'm putting you. I mean, I'm sleeping with two guns, people. I'm sleeping with two thirty-eight snub noses. You're not gonna catch me. Like you just not. Like I already know they're coming for me. They've already fucking put guns, put guns in my homeboy's mouth, talking about we coming to get him. If anybody doesn't know, um, my nickname from my gang is Spike. Um, when I was a kid. Everybody said I looked like the fucking Tom and Jerry dog. Anyways, that's how I got that dumbass name. But whatever, it sticks with you. Um, so like, yeah, we looking for you know, we looking for your homeboy Spike, man. We he's dead. He's a, wherever you tell him when we find him, he's dead. Cause I had just I was pretty good at what I do, man. I don't know why. It's just uh, when it comes to me holding a gun, I'm. I'm pretty accurate with that motherfucker. But I, but this is because my grandfather and a lot of my uncles were like that. And my grandfather, a lot of my uncles were in the service, were in either Army Ranger or a Marine. So when I was a kid, man, I used to go to Camp Pendleton. And I know a lot of you Marines know about Camp Pendleton. I used to go to Camp Pendleton, and these guys would field dress their M6, M16s and their pistols. And I learned from them guys how to field dress that. Yeah. I mean... You kind of went the other way with the skill, but yeah. Yeah, so... I, I I was shooting guns as a kid. I mean, I was shooting shit I shouldn't even be shooting as a kid. So I got really good at it. And I mean, I wasn't... Listen, I'm not the type of gangster like you see on fucking movies or TVs where motherfuckers are pointing the fucking pistol sideways. I'm grabbing two hands and I am one-eyeing you. So I'm hitting you. You know what I mean? And I came to be a pretty good guy. Like, if I shoot you in the lower back, I'm either going to kill you or I'm going to put you in a wheelchair. So either way, you're going to hate me. Um, if I shoot you on your lower part of your body, I'm gonna, you're basically gonna be pissing in a bag. So I kind of, you know, real <laughs> sweetheart, real sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, you know. So your parents say you can't stay there anymore, and this is this is the level you're at when you leave California. Yeah, this is the level where I'm at. So I didn't come right away. So I'm. I, it was the beginning of the year that I was gonna turn 18. So this is like. Cause I moved here the uh, the week before my birthday. Cause I remember we went to Valley Fair for my birthday. Um, I was turning eighteen. So ninety two, ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. It was right around when we had the peace treaty over there, and we were going against the blacks, all blacks, by the way. Um. So <laughs> all blacks, by the way. Yeah, I mean, if you were black, <clears throat> you were pretty much. If you were black, if you were a blood or a crip, you were you were you were, you were getting it. Um, so at this time, like I said, I was, I was really active. I was doing the thing and it was, it wasn't another Hispanic gangs that were trying to kill me. It was the black gangs that were trying to kill me. Cause I was, I mean, I mean, fuck man. I, I guess to the point where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I don't care about anything except for. Are you me. on drugs? No, not at all. I'm not never, you know what? I've never really been a heavy, you know me. I've never been. Well, I'm just asking. No, I didn't no, know no, you no. At that time, were you uh, you were just completely and totally wrapped up in this in this? Yeah, I was war. just. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, woohoo! You know, let's let's take them on. Yeah, let's take them on. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Let's just take them on. Let's you know do what it do. And, and so you got kicked out. You're full of this. Where do you go? Uh, so I go to my cousin Mo's house and I start helping him sell weed. And then pretty much after that. Um, my aunt and uncle had came from, from, from Minnesota to visit and I didn't get a chance to see them. So they're plotting to have me come here to Minnesota. So 
you know, I didn't know this. So then I have a, they have a daughter. She's my, she's kind of like a sister to me. She comes and visits in August, beginning of August. And she's there for the whole month. And they have an intervention with me <laughs> before I knew what an intervention was, but it was an intervention. My grandma's there. Everybody's there oh, crying and shit. And oh, we love you. And you got to go. And we think you need they, to go to. They've heard that you're now. You're on a wanted list. man. I'm a wanted man. Yeah. yeah. I, know. I mean, you're, they, yeah. Short, you're a short timer. Yeah. I'm pretty much. You're going to get clipped. If, okay. Yeah. I'm, they're looking. For, they're, they're, they're looking to kill me. They're looking to kill me. They're looking to body me. I mean, that's for it. For a good reason. Yeah. For a good reason. I'm not going to, you know. So from there, like I said, I just. Are you receptive to the intervention? No, not at all. Okay. But, but uh, I can't I can't discuss this part. But something happens, and all right, yeah, I'm going to Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> so we got you a ticket. So here I am. So I fly here. Um, that's the fall of your junior year or sophomore year of high school. Yeah, because I had stopped going to school because I got just I just I school just wasn't for me. So I when I came up here. I was about to turn 18 years old, and my aunt and uncle lived in Prior Lake, and, um, well, shit, I came up here. They wanted you to be a junior in high school. Yeah. Right? Well, actually, Prior Lake wasn't going to take me because of my, when they got my transcripts from. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my aunt had to go up there and get crazy and be like, look, motherfuckers, you know, you got to let them, I mean, you got to let them come here. So <clears throat> they did. They finally did. But they weren't at first. No. Okay, so Prior Lake him. in 1992 has maybe 800 kids in all all four grades. Cornfields right in front of the high school, literally. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, um, it's not. It's a bedroom community about 40 miles south of the Twin Cities, and yeah. a lot of people didn't find their way to Prior Lake because it was almost like a back road. To get to it, you had oh, to like yeah. snake through a park from Bloomington right. to get to it, or you had to come at it from the freeway, and it Burnsville was another Parkway. yeah, like another thirteen yeah. miles to the to the west. A little zip. So it was it's like any it's nothing farm. town you pass in between major cities. It was nothing. Oh, it was a fucking eye opener, by and, the way. And we receive you in our school. Yeah, you receive me, not knowing nothing about me, nothing about you, not knowing that I could easily just murder your ass, and you wouldn't even fucking. I I could literally. We're kids. Yeah, we are totally. Not unprepared unprepared for something mind like you. you there was a la riots already had happened too so but this is prior lake yeah i mean this this is beaver cleaver yeah we had two black kids three asian kids and no mexican kids yeah you did yeah remember juan and his brother well half white half mexican yeah they weren't yeah they, they weren't, weren't really mexican no. yeah you're right no um, yeah, I mean, they, they, there were, there were some people that big had boys mixes, yeah. but there was no one like you. No, no, not at all. And so we had, uh, like our cliques, cons- you know, were pretty much like, they weren't even cliques. They weren't even divided by race or economically. It was like, well, we just kind of grew up together and, you know, we're friends. Yeah, it wasn't we like cheerleaders didn't even hang out with cheerleaders. It was just like, it was clicky by friendship. Yeah. And you came into the school and you decided... We need some clear lines here. Yeah, we do. And you just you and you saw they were not there was barely any drugs at the school. Yeah, brought a lot of drugs. Yes, I, it well, was, you just saw a market. Yeah, You're like oh, I can make money here. Yeah, t- totally. 
And at the time, all, we it, had, all that did is just help me out. You know what I mean? So we had an enormous casino that had just was was in the process of being built. In the process of being built, yes, or was built. I can't remember. And the, the town was just about to grow up. It was just about to see it this little housing the, yeah, boom. Yeah. And your timing was impeccable. Impeccable. It's like a fucking story. I because got, you knew I people got, in, yeah. in the city. You did know people that had from, from no, other well, places, no, right? Actually, uh, <laughs> uh, the older guys back home... Believe it or not, people, we were already here. It's just you didn't know about it. Um, I was already like, yeah, when you get over there, go see Woo, and he's going to, whatever you need. Overnight, it was different. Yeah. Overnight, we graduated from a few kids having some pot or maybe some mushrooms to anything you wanted. Yeah, Coke. Anything meth, you wanted. Crank. Yeah. I but mean, you also saw the things that we weren't into, that we weren't into, you know, we weren't doing Sherm and, and yeah, things like that. That was a, and shit like that, yeah. that. We weren't ready for that yet. No, but you brought uh, a lot of stuff. Marijuana, uh, pretty much cocaine, weed, cocaine was big. Cocaine was big. Meth yeah. wasn't really. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but it was the crank. So crank was, was poor, big, yeah. yeah. Crank, poor, man's was poor man's meth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a courtesy of you as well. Yes. And uh, I, unfortunately, yes. And I didn't like you. I didn't I like you. You were mean. A lot of people of didn't like me. Yeah, you I was mean. a dick. I was a dick. Well, I mean, but you got to understand. Now, now that you know, people understand this. He he didn't know all this. He knew. No idea. Yeah. You know. In fact, I thought, I was like, why is this poser kid here? Yeah. Because you'd never really seen it. And I you, never talked about it. No. Well, you didn't really talk to anybody. Yeah. And even the people that wanted to be friendly with you because it, you represented a lifestyle that seemed attractive. Yeah. They didn't know you. No, not at all. Because you had a lot of people that wanted to hang around you, and you were so willing to get into trouble. You were so willing to fight. It was fight. so easy. And you fought in such a way that was so different. Yeah. It wasn't, okay, we're going to square off now. We're going to have a fight. It was sudden, and it was quick, and it was like just another day. Yeah. And it wasn't, uh, yeah. There was very little it's chest normal. beating. It was, no. It was there's no such thing. A person wouldn't even really know that they were about to get clocked, and boom, clocked. Yeah, I did a lot of shitty things. And you recruited people that from our area were pretty good at that. You yeah, like could I was, spot the people that could fight. Yeah, I took I took the bad the badasses <laughs> with me. You like, did. Oh, he could fight. Yeah, you coming with me? It was weird because you would break up friendships. There were these little you kind of yeah. took people into your little own little pieces. thing. Yeah, and there were a few of us like myself. It's like I'm fucking doing that. Yeah, he's yeah. a dick. Dick. Yeah, he's a dick. And then you just kind of stopped going to school our senior year. Yeah. It just, it, you know, because you were given your aunt and uncle provided for you a very white collar, yeah. very suburban, very. You want to chill here, get through school, and change your life. You could have done it. I could have done it. I didn't want to though. You did not do that. No, I did not do that. I went to total opposite. <clears throat> but uh, we get out of high school, and it's just it's a free for all. You weren't really though. I mean, you were, but you weren't. You kind of tipping. You were. You weren't decided yet which way you were going to go. No, I was. I was at a crossroads you at were. that time. You so were because you, like, you were. Uh, uh, you were working. Jo- I know we worked the same job at the same place for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I, I was trying to do a, something different, but it just didn't work out that way. I don't know. I mean, I what we were. What we did was. I think in our 20s, we were both working at the casino right. that had just gone up in our yeah, town and everybody was making money. easy money. Yeah. But what happened was you realized there was this humongous customer base. I started selling drugs at the casino. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you don't need to work for $20, $25 in tips. No. And it brought everybody from the city 
out to our little town because we had the only casino in the metro. Yeah. And before I knew it, you were driving better cars than you should have been driving. Yeah. You were dressing a little better than you should have been yeah, dressing. I was making good money. And we're still not friends at this point. No. We don't really become friends until uh, like uh, 99 or so when I when I live with, I ended up living with one of your, one of your lifelong best friends. One of my best friends, Paul, from Carson City, California. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's how we ended up. Yep. And even then, when I met you, or yeah. not met you, but when, you know, we kind of... Stopped kinda, over to see Paul. Yeah, we just bullshitted, yeah. caught up, because we did have history, even yes. though we weren't the best of friends. Yes. We had history, and we never really had too many problems, but... No, I never just, really had an issue with you. No, not we really. Just we just stayed didn't away from yeah, each other. Yeah, stayed away from each other, yeah. And uh, uh, even at that time, you were still not totally committed no. To wanting to, to gangbang or to, to sell drugs. What? No, the gang stuff was already over. The gang <clears throat> stuff, listen, the gang you stuff was already... You bring it with you, dude. I know. I know I bring it with me, but it, it was a tool that I used to manipulate, let's just say that, to getting these other people what I wanted. But at the end of the day, it wasn't really a gang thing because my gang's back in California. And for, in order for these guys to be in the gang, you got to put in work. You got to get jumped in. You, there's a lot of things that go with it. So it wasn't that. It was just... I knew that if I can get these guys to be on my side and I can get the baddest motherfuckers to be on my side, then I can go ahead and start slowly bringing the drugs in, slowly. I totally believe that in high school that was true. But when I met you and we're adults now, everybody's out of school. Yeah. The people that were around you, you ran it very much like an organization. Everybody knew their spot. They knew what they were doing. Well, you have to because at the end of the day... A lot of people, like, at the end of the day, there's guys that can sell drugs and there's guys that can't sell drugs. I mean, I can give a guy, oh, here's a quarter pound, and he'll fuck it up. And I know he's going to fuck it up, but I just want him to know that he's a fuck up. This is not for you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find something that you're, doesn't require you to do much, but you're going to still be a part of this. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You made so, sure that they were going to get their hands dirty, too. Of course. You got to get your hands dirty. I'm just not going to be the only one getting my hands dirty. Listen, you want to be a part of this, your hands are going to get dirty. But there was a point you decided to take this to a different level. Yeah, I went <clears> a little too far. So what I want to know is, we haven't even really gotten to the really fucking fun shit. No, we haven't. And the worst part is, is we got to go. Because it's 2.14. It's 2.14. And I got to be back by 3. All right. I'm at the halfway house, <clears> ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> so I'm on Wednesday. The, the next time we sit down, we're yes. going to talk about why you got in trouble, how you got caught. Yeah. What happened while you were in prison, and what, is li- what it's like to be out? That might even be two more shows. Well, we but, haven't even scratched the I, surface, I, my friend. I know, I know, I know. It's I, I think it's probably because these people have been listening to me for a couple of years now, yeah. and so you come on and you're very you almost like a like a like a cartoon. Yeah, they got to be thinking to themselves, "How does Jim know this guy? It's yes. just so weird. How are they friends?" <laughs> Yes. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, thanks for tuning in. This is the guy you're going to be hearing some from. He's got some yeah. good stories. I was James Hamilton. This is uh, Junior, and uh, we out. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast? Or you can look directly at our blog, which is WhenLifeAttacksPodcast.com. Hey, Mr. Brigante, second time you turn me down for a drink, man. Well, you don't like my champagne? Hey, it could be. I don't know, maybe it's a misfucking understanding here. I don't know, man. Maybe you don't remember me. My name is Benny Maybe I don't give a shit. 
Maybe I don't remember the last time I blew my nose either. Who the fuck are you? I should remember you. What, you think you like me? You ain't like me, motherfucker. You a punk. I've been with made people, connected people. Who you been with? Chain snatching, jive ass, modicum motherfuckers. Why don't you get lost? Go ahead, snatch your purse. Come on, take a fucking walk.